When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You think you like football? John Madden doesn't just like football. He loves football. You see what he did there? See, he had Brown on the play before where he jacked him up, and then he's going to hit him and take an inside move on him. Charles is like a boxer. Everything he does is to set up the next thing he's going to do. Ah, yes. The late John Madden just gobbling up footballs on Fox for... Several years. Uh, this is Purple Daily, where we gobble up footballs on a daily basis, 365 days a year. No off days for this collection. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And uh, looking back at Judd's top 25 greatest Vikings of all time list, it is even more amazing that they don't have a Super Bowl. <laughs> you look at all that last list? week? <laughs> it's, yes, it's incredible. It's just a ridiculous group of of all time, you know, Hall of Fame players. And today's episode, because th- this thing kind of took off, maybe more than we thought last week. I see some of the Vikings blog sites are now doing some spinoffs off this. I think the Daily Norseman has something this morning or yesterday that kind of gives you credit for launching discussion and debate and argument. And so uh, this top twenty five list has definitely gotten some people upset that you didn't put this person on or that person on, or how can this person be on? So today's episode is going to be all about snubs. snubs. Who didn't make the list, but maybe should have on Judd's top 25 Vikings of all time presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL TVs. Uh, one of the world's best selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, how much how much time have you guys spent just agonizing over the snubs? Was it was it all consuming throughout the weekend for you guys like it was for me? I didn't even sleep on Friday night. I was tossing and turning just thinking about how does he only have one quarterback? I did the list. How and could so, he miss this? Game? So the the agony actually dates back to like last week. <laughs> like I've got a list of the snubs. So like I kept writing them down. I'm like I got to get this guy on. I got here's my here's my, ultimately my problem, or I guess why I did sleep fairly well by Thursday is this. There's only a there. There might be one guy on this entire list who I I was like I'd like another shot at that one, but like beyond that, 
I don't really feel bad about tw- at least 24 of the 25 picks. Okay. Say you should tell us let's we'll, we'll we'll set this up. We'll go around the room. Definitely tell us where your guilt comes from once we once we get into it. We'll, we'll actually start with Judd on this, but I think there should be two rules here. I think we should we should go around the room until we've exhausted our list of potential snubs. Let's let's throw out one by one who we think is a snub. Let's let's debate the case for it. I know Declan has one that he's been sort of chomping at the bit at for basically since like the second day of this list. So throw a snub out, make the case for your snub, either on behalf of yourself or other people that you have, you know, heard from. Sure. And then you also have to suggest someone that you would remove from the list. Do we have the full list that we can pop up on the screen here for the YouTube audience? And then for the audio audience, we'll just buzz through it here. So Alan Page was number one, Fran Tarkenton number two, Randy Moss, John Randall, Randall McDaniel, Carl Eller, Chris Carter, Adrian Peterson, Paul Krause, Ron Yeri are the top ten. Chris Dolman, McTinglehoff, Jim Marshall, Chuck Foreman, Joey Browner, Jared Allen, Robert Smith, Matt Blair, Kevin Williams, Gary Zimmerman round out the top 20. And then Anthony Carter, Antoine Winfield, Matt Burke, Steve Hutchinson, and Scott Studwell are your top 25 greatest Vikings of all time. Yes. So, Judd, let's start with you here. All right. Just throw. Let's go one name at a time. We'll go Judd, Dax, me. Let's just let's just go around the room and throw out a snub. We'll we'll dissect the snub. Yep, and then we'll go from there. Okay, this is the one I want back, uh, and it's not a quarterback. Wow. But this is the one that I should have found a way to put put on, and I didn't. And I think in retrospect, it's a flat out mistake. Steve Jordan, tight end. Greatest tight end in Vikings history. And look at the career arc. Look at the statistics. Look at what he did. Look at how he he was on. Now, in his day, there were really good quality, bordering on great, if not great, receiving tight ends, okay? But Steve Jordan fits in that mold. Um, and the only name that I feel bad ab- about that I guess I would take off now, and I don't even feel like that this was a huge mistake, but I think I would flip-flop this as Burke, uh, who I put at 23. Matt Burke had a very good career. I got some pretty compelling uh, cases that there were other centers after Tinglehoff who probably deserved to be on this list beyond Burke, though. But if I had a chance to go back now and redo it, I think I'm putting Jordan on. And I do think that Steve Jordan is my greatest snub. And there are some good ones. Like, there are some ones that yeah. are tough. But Steve Jordan, for what he brought, the timing, what he could do, the uh, the longevity of a really good career with the Vikings, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan was a six-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, I screwed this 1986 up. through 1991, he was, he was a perennial Pro Bowler. Now, Matt Burke was also a six-time Pro Bowler. I know. But I should have given tight ends more love. I hey, probably should have given tight end more love. Actually, no. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. We'll just go one name at a time. Okay. I almost threw another name out there, but we'll. Yeah, yeah Steve Jordan. So you're taking Burke off. Yeah. No, this is like this isn't just a discussion. You're actually, you would take Matt Burke off your list and put Steve Jordan in there. I think I should have done. Yes, yes. I think that. Yeah, so, I don't think I have a tight end. Correct. No. Okay. I should have had one. Okay. Yes, and I think just for for clarity here, I'm going to throw some names out that I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily. I think it's just worth a discussion for some of these names. Sure, some names have to be represented. But let's go to to Declan next year. All right, so 
my first one that I have, and it's it's the Dante one, obviously. Let's, um, yeah, let's do the Dante thing here. Yeah. I think I think you got to put Dante, and I'll just put him at twenty five. Um, I don't think I can put him above guys like uh, Antoine Winfield, even and Kevin Williams. And I know Scott Studwell had a great career here, played what all of his twelve uh, twelve wow. years here in. But coming after Studwell, I think we're conf- years. I think we're confusing. Longevity with peak greatness. And Dante at his peak was an MVP candidate and really had three, four really good seasons. And I think what he represents at that quarterback position, which the Vikings have, haven't had a lot of good quarterbacks, I think he deserves to be on this list. So I would put him at number 25. I, I don't think I can put him much higher than that. I, I get why he's a fringe guy. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I, I hear your case. Yeah. But I think he has to be included as a top 25 Viking. Interesting. I, I'm in general. I am all for rewarding the peak greatness more than the the guy who played a long time at a pretty good level. I think my question on Dante is, and I'm a huge Dante guy. Was it one year of peak greatness, well, and then like some ups and downs, or was it? Did he have? Could you say he had two or three years of peak greatness? He also, had, they never came close to he winning had, a Super Bowl with him. He had one year, because I checked this, he had one year of being great, and he was great that year. Here's, But there's a problem here, and I believe Phil is going to bring this name up soon. But there's a problem with Dante being considered for 25 if you are going to consider one year of unbelievable greatness at that position as a Viking. Okay, then I'll, then I'll bring the name here up. There it is. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But, I mean, it's true. It's my conundrum. I th- I think Brett Favre deserves a conversation here. I don't even know that I would officially. Well, listen, it's a top twenty-five list, so there's a lot of there's a lot of room to play with here. But Brett Favre had one of the greatest, if not the greatest, quarterback seasons in Vikings history in two thousand nine. He was everything we hoped that he would be as a leader, as a player, as a galvanizer. Yeah, he completely changed the franchise for one year. And then in Brett Favre fashion, everything that he built up, he tore down by himself with one throw across his body. This isn't Detroit man. This is the Super Bowl. And he and that that's the summary of his career, right? There's potential for more than one Super Bowl, but self-sabotage in his personal life, in his football life kind of prevented him from maybe reaching new heights. So the comparison here is that Jack Morris is regarded as one of the great Twins players of all time. But the difference there is Jack Morris won the World Series. He was standing on the mound in the 10th inning when the Twins held the Braves scoreless and then went into the bottom half and won the World Series. And so the one year of Jack Morris as a mercenary, the peak greatness of that 1991 season, puts him in these conversations as one of the best Twins players of all time. So I, I would put Favre on this list because... I think that highly of what he did in 2009. Mm-hmm. You know, the low hanging fruit here is either Scott Studwell, who's a two time Pro Bowler, uh, but I, you know, but Studwell's also just this face of a franchise in so many ways. But if we're just going off playing careers, I think I take Burke or Studwell off, mm-hmm. and I put the one year of Brett Favre. Now, some people <laughs> are going to argue too that yeah, but there was a second year of Brett Favre which decreased his value to the Vikings, and that's a fair point too, right? But be, but me personally, I think so highly of that 2009 season that I would find a way to put him on a top 25 list, not top 10. I'm not putting him above Fran or anything like that. I'm just saying on a list of 25 players, I would find a place for Brett Favre. So do you find a place uh, for Brett and not not Dante then? Like where 
Where does your yes, I, I would, feeling about that fall? It's crazy. No, I know. It's nuts. I would put Brett Favre on this list before I would put Dante Culpepper on this list. And I understand how crazy that is to some people. Yeah. And here's where yes. I, here's my struggle, too. I also think it's hilarious to stick it to Packer fans by putting Brett Favre on an all-time. Well, if he had won the Super Bowl, he'd have the you know purple four retired here. It would Mm -hmm. have been great. Um, Here's my here's my biggest problem, and it's the same problem that Dex has with Dante. And this guy's year of peak greatness was not as great, but he was a very good quarterback given the era, and it was the QB of my childhood, Tommy Kramer. But I can't put him on the list. Like, like okay. young Judd wants to. Like, 10-year-old Judd desperately wants to say, God, make room for Kramer, guy. And I say, I He was a good, it. solid yeah. quarterback, uh, sometimes a starter, and then other years he was splitting time. Right, but I mean, I can't do it either. So. <laughs> well, let's, and to play devil's advocate even against myself here, if we're just talking single season, one season of success, you can make the case it goes Favre, Cunningham, Culpepper. Like there's the, a Cunningham yeah, argument there's here. There's a Cunningham yeah, that's a good argument. Point. That's, I, I love if, the, if the 98 Vikings win the championship, then Cunningham is the is Jack one. Morris. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. The it, Okay, the problem there is I think where it falls apart a little bit, and Phil broached this briefly, on Favre and Randall is this one too, though. Their year of greatness was was followed by a flameout here. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in 99, Cunningham came back, right? And it's going to be like, it's going to be great. Didn't work out, but they're going to win. And Moss is still here. And I mean, that team was basically back, right? And Randall Cunningham asked uh, Green in the game in Detroit to bench him. So I can't play anymore, really. So like you you run into these problems, too. And and I am with you guys on, on peak greatness completely. Like I am all for Santana should be or at least be considered strongly for the Baseball Hall of Fame. But the it's peak absurd greatness, that he's not, But the peak yeah. greatness there is Colfaxian. Like, it, it's fantastic. I don't think that you can consider one great year in a town like this peak yeah. greatness that can get you on a top 25 list. Yeah, I understand. I think there's also, it's you can't ignore longevity. So I don't want to go too far down that path of saying, well, longevity doesn't matter at all. Okay, right. so then we're going we're gonna to take... These like Scott Studwell. If you think of just which players, or when you think of the Vikings history, like you know which players come to mind. I mean, Studwell's probably in the top ten with all of his just his his entire playing career into his front office career. He's not one of the ten best players, so I don't want to go too far down that path. But I just want to make a case for some of these one year wonder yep. quarterbacks. They weren't regarded, Cunningham as an eagle, right? They weren't regarded as Vikings number one, Favre as a Packer. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren Moon was pretty good for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. In the mid-1990s, he's regarded as an oiler. But let me throw this one out here. You want to talk about peak greatness. All right, Keith Millard. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. So he gets hurt when he's 27, 28 years old. Yep. Before the injury, he was a two-time All-Pro. AP Defensive Player of the Year in 1989, racked up 18 sacks in 1989. Yeah. Was just flat out one of the best defensive players in the NFL during the 1980s for the first, what, five or six years of his career. He had three double-digit sack seasons, like I said, culminating with the 18 sacks in 1989. Then he gets hurt, knee injury, right? Yes. Against Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Blue was basically never the same guy. 
after that, and then went went on, bounced around to two or three different teams, and that was kind of a wrap for for Keith Millard. Yep. But Keith Millard at his peak would have fit right in with the Purple People Eaters from 10 years prior, 10, 15 years prior. He was better than Scott Studwell at mm-hmm. his peak, but Studwell oh, played Oh, absolutely. Longer. He was fantastic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So here's the problem there, because this is a great one. Like, like at his peak, this guy was phenomenal on a no-questions-asked Hall of Fame track. If I'm not mistaken, I just did a quick count of my top 25 list. I have seven defensive linemen on that list okay well that's the franchise's right calling card right right but i'm saying but i'm saying like am i gonna put an eighth on am i gonna put jordan on like this this is where it gets tough because during that brief span he was a fantastic player like he was dominant that's a tough one so to not not have have on and if he does not get get hurt my guess is Today he is in the in Canton, but yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, I love this. So how bad that knee injury must have been brutal because it knocked him out for most of 1990, all of 1991. He only played like four games for two teams in 1992. If I'm not mistaken, I was at that game at the Metrodome. I think it was against Tampa Bay. He got rolled up on or something. It, it was gruesome. And plus, back then they didn't exactly have probably the surgical techniques that they have now. The surgical tricks that they have to fix knees now that they did not have that. No, we've evolved in a lot of places surgically and also from a from a diet standpoint too. Just a lot of different ways to oh, I like get healthy how you and lose weight there. too. Exactly mm-hmm. right because my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers have done a magnificent job, a magnificent job with their dietitians and all of the folks to help me shed all of that extra weight that I was carrying around a year ago. Guess what? It's now gone forty pounds off, and with their simple start plan. You can join me, only 59 bucks. That's exactly right. $59 for a simple start plan that is going to get your life on track, get all those clothes to fit. You're going to feel good. You're going to look good. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Check them out today and start a weight loss journey that you will be glad that you did. And if I can do it, you can do it. Livia.com. Also, we have a new partner on the show here, Equity Partners. Think about when you're about to sell your house, how hard it is sometimes to line up, right? Okay, we're going to sell our house, but we we need to find a place that we're interested in buying first, timing everything up, while also potentially maximizing the value of your home with renovations or tweaks here and there. Well, that's where Equity Partners comes in. And by the way, one of the owners, Ryan, is a huge Purple fan, Purple Daily. You can support one of us, so to speak. And through their WeHab program, they will partner with you to fix up your home before you put it on the market, whether it's simple fixes or total remodels. And you can put offers in on your next home, non-contingent on the sale of your current home. They'll take care of all of this hassle for you. Find out more at equitypartnersmn.com. That's equitypartnersmn.com. All right, back to the snubs here, all right? All right, I got one. Who's up next? Declan? Actually, I'm okay. going to speak on the behalf of some listeners, and even uh, nice. Judd's generation and before it, because uh, I got a couple notes on this oh. on, our, on our comment section, our email section. Yep. And I'm, it's a straight swap for swap. Yep. At 21, take off Anthony Carter and put on Ahmad Rashad. So Ahmad Rashad did not make this list at all. Mm-hmm. Rashad came to the Vikings uh, in 1976 after playing in St. Louis and Buffalo. 
He made four straight Pro Bowls. He played in a Super Bowl. He's known for, obviously, the miracle at the Met. Um, I think Ahmad Rashad has a little bit more distinction. Anthony Carter's, you can make the case, probably has the numbers to back it up a little bit more, but I think the lore of Ahmad Rashad and and what he was able to do stands out more to Vikings fans than what Anthony Carter did. So I would swap straight up at 21, Anthony Carter for Ahmad Rashad. Judd, you are the only one that can give us. Kind of, actually, well, can, did, actually, can I sure? Can I throw a second? Oh, you didn't see a Shot play? No, I did. Okay, I did see him play, and he he was actually on this list, the initial list. Mm. And guess who wasn't on? AC. Wow. But wow. AC statistical, and in fact, and 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 probably if if Kramer was my favorite player as a kid growing up, Rashad was probably like second or third. I loved him. I was at the game at the Met against the Browns. Absolutely a highlight of my sports viewing career. All of that being said, when I went and looked at the raw stats, I mean, AC still, he didn't play in like 1999, 2015. Mm -hmm. He played in an era where catching passes was far more difficult and he put up statistics that I had forgotten were that that good and so yes I actually had when this exercise was initially done I think my first or second draft Rashad was on and then I went and looked at the stats and thought Carter's statistics and his run that that he had when the Vikings beat what the Saints and San Fran in the 87 playoffs was so good that I swapped him out but it was I think you got. I think you got it right. But I, I'm going to throw out another receiver here too, because this is worth discussion. It's worth asking the guy that put together the list why. Why didn't you? Why didn't you consider this or that? Yep. So John Gilliam, yeah, was also a four-time Pro Bowler. The era before Ahmad Rashad. Rashad was a four-time Pro Bowler. Gilliam was a four-time Pro Bowler back in the '70s. He was with the Vikings, I think, for four years. He averaged 20 yards per catch across those four years, including leading the NFL one year with 22 yards per reception. He was, in the 1970s, one of the best deep threats in the entire NFL. I don't think I put him on the top 25 list, but it's just like some of these guys are worth discussing that, you know, no one talks about John Gilliam, but he was an incredible 1970s deep threat wide receiver, one of the best in the league. Yep. Um, so I just thought he was worth mentioning here. If you extended this list out to like 30 or 35, 50 for sure. Yep. And these guys, and these guys get on. How about the OG ball carrier from the 1960s? <laughs> I was waiting for this Technically one. a fullback, old Billy Brown. Boom, boom. Bill Brown. Yes. Played 13 years as a Viking. So if you're, if you want longevity, just a really good player for, a long stretch of time. Bill Brown was a 13-year Minnesota Viking. Now he was three and a half yards in a cloud of dust, statistically. Right. And obviously, uh, Chuck Foreman was the sizzle to that combination for chunks of time. But uh, did you consider Bill Brown? Not too much. But in fairness, um, for why I didn't see him play, and I think that I I, I would say this: I put Studwell on as sort of my B- Bill Brown because I grew up. W- Watching Scott play, right? And he's a long time, mm-hmm. uh, long time Viking associated with a team. Uh, if I had grown up watching Bill Brown, he might be twenty five. But yes, I saw that that one. And on Gilliam, I also did not see him play. And in fairness, if I had, it might have changed it. But I think he still would have fallen behind Carter because because what AC brought knocked Rashad off the list. 
and I wasn't going to put like uh, Rashad on as well. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, I looked at guys like Rashad and Gilliam statistically, which might not be fair, but an AC and said, if I have to put one of these three on Carter goes on, but there is, there is definitely like beyond the greats. There is probably definitely a bias on my part for guys that I just hadn't started to watch this team play, you know, Tarkington page, that group, obviously I didn't see a ton of them, but great players, but like that next group, I probably snubbed a bit. I found this too on pro football reference. So Vikings, all-time leading scorers, not counting kickers. Mm-hmm. Chris Carter, number one. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson, number two. Randy Moss, number three. Bill Brown, number four. Ooh. Chuck Foreman, number five. Anthony Carter, number six. And then uh, Ted Brown, Adam Thielen. Sammy White probably deserves a... Sammy White deserves a conversation. He wasn't going to make it, but here. he deserves a conversation. Hell of a mm-hmm. player. Really liked him. Kyle Rudolph is in the top 20 here, too. Did, yeah, he wasn't going to make consider it. Rudy? He wasn't going to make it. Sorry, <laughs> you just sorry, Kyle. No, I, I don't have a disdain for him. He yes, you do. Yes, you do. Tight end yes, wise, though, Steve Jordan should have made it. Not Kyle. Like if there's yeah. going to be a tight end, it's Steve Jordan. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I probably should have brought up Sammy White before I brought up John Gilliam. But you know, and Sammy White. There's, 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 they had well. some dudes in the 70s and early 80s that were really absolutely. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, snubs. Who else? Dexter there's a couple one. out there still. Yeah, there are. Um, you know, I, I thought about. I don't think he's a snub. But he had obviously very he was a very integral part to that late nineties team was Jake Reed. You know, I, I don't know if he's able to get up in the top twenty five, but yeah. I mean he was part of the three deep poster. And and honestly, that era of wide receivers that really ushered in that next era of football. You know, it's more again, I think it's more the lure of Jake Reed and what he meant to the to the grand scheme of the NFL than necessarily his overall production during his time with the Vikings. But he's another guy that I did think of that came to mind as as a as a nice honorable mention not maybe not a snub but for sure on yeah. the honorable mention team oh yeah yeah that's fair He's a that's, a, that's a fair one too yeah and he was it wasn't just three deep with him too he was legitimately really really good before randy moss arrived and he's the one that had to take a step back to allow randy moss to get targeted and whatnot so you, you kind of wonder and then jake reed had had some back issues too but you know, if he had been able to continue unimpeded by Randy Moss's oh, presence, God. the team wouldn't have been as good. But maybe Jake, maybe we'd view Jake Reed. Oh, he's got seven thousand yard seasons or something. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Judd, okay. Who else? Who else? Uh, I got this one from a couple of folks. Not a ton. Chad Greenway. Okay. Solid career, but I can't do that one. Sorry. Like really good, but really would you, solid. Player. Is he better than Scott Studwell? My was? Is no. I don't think so. I don't either. Like really good, productive, yeah. um, a, a big part of the team as far as as that time period and the amount of time that he played here. But I can't knock a guy off for Chad. Sorry. Yeah, it's tough. There'd be a lot of guys okay. before that I that I am sorry I didn't get, get on before I would get to Chad Greenway. Well, there's one here that I think definitely deserves a mention. You don't have any kickers on this list. And Fred Cox is by far yeah. the all-time leading Viking scorer, a 15-year yeah. career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, okay, kicking back in the 60s and 70s was kind of tough. These guys are all coming on. From, they're like front kickers. Yep. They're Flintstone you know, they kickers. All, Big he, uh, he only went to one Pro Bowl in his career. Yep. Uh, but, but you know, he 
he he racked up a lot of made field goals in an era where it was tough to to make field goals, and he is the Vikings' all time leading scorer. Could you not find a place twenty fifth no. on the list for old Freddie Cox? It. I couldn't do a kicker. Can't Sorry. we can't bump Matt Burke for Fred Cox? I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, very I durable do too. He played one. in he played in every game. Very I durable. considered Cox, but I mean, I'm sorry. You go back and look at how much they they missed, and it was just accepted. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> like I mean, they just missed all the time. And fans they back did. then were like, "Oh, he just missed again." Like these guys missed all the time. I just yeah, think about how I know it's different, how outraged but. we get at kickers now, where you know Dan Bailey. Get him, get his ass off yeah. the team, and he's still making eighty percent of his field goals. And or we're whatever like, that's it is. no good. Get his ass out of here. He's garbage. Is, it's going left. It's going right. It's going through the uprights. Then it's going oh. left. Yeah, I can't. Okay, his I best season, he only made seventy percent of his kicks. What? Yeah, how did people react? These guys were missing. It was accepted. okay. Oh my god. Okay, Fred Cox from thirty to forty yards. Nineteen sixty six. Fifty percent. Dude, straight 1968, on. 1968, 50%. Bad, These bad guys fields. are just missing 32 yards. Bad fields, straight on kicks. He missed, okay, from 20 to 29 yards. Like that. In his career, 20 to 29 yards. He was 92 of 114. So he missed, what's my math there? 20, he actually Ugh. missed, if you want to go even short, he missed 24 kicks under 29 yards. Those The Blair Walsh miss, he did that 24 times. And nobody blinked. Career. They're like, no oh, one cared. He just missed again, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, they they were kicking on bad fe- fields on on probably dirt, right? Because of the baseball diamond configuration, and they were kicking straight on. So they're like just trying to get, you know. Now it's this art. All right, you've you've made Declan yawn because we've talked about yeah, kickers anyway. for too long. All right, why are talking about Declan kickers? is visibly yawning now yeah. that we've talked no, about kickers. I, for too I love the old kickers though; it's hilariously. Funny. I had no idea who Fred Cox was. Like, remember during the season? I'd, That's I'd, ridiculous. I'd, I'd, I'd no yeah, dude, was, you gotta yeah. you gotta know more about that stuff. Zimmerman, Fred Cox, you gotta know who those guys are. Just because you were born in the early '90s, Declan, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the world started in the early '90s. Uh, okay, I might want to read up on Vikings history. Uh, that's okay. I'm good. Any other snubs? Here, I'll throw one out. I do have one more. Okay, you go first. Everson Griffin. Hmm. Hmm. Everson Griffin. I'm not, not no. Te- technically still an active player. And I am now. You left active players. I guess, out. I guess. And I am now down, like, like this is not like a snub list of this kept me awake at night. It's more the list of, did I consider him? And, and the answer is yes, I did. But I couldn't put him on. I mean, yeah, he did a, have a, a really good player. Brian, very productive I mean, wouldn't career. Brian Robinson then also kind of be considered? I mean, Griffin was better I, than I think Griffin's Brian height, though, of his career was more impressive, right? B-Rob B yeah. wasn't a really strong, like, core type of guy. Griffin bordered on star at one point. 96 questions coming back, too. With B-Rob, yeah. I saw, saw that. that. Yeah. Vikings Entertainment Network making big yeah. moves. They must be making Bringing some back money, B-Rob. Some, some cash. He's kind of a grandpa on that locker room, though, isn't he? They're going to, who's this guy? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Okay, how about this name? I want to throw some respect again to the 60s and 70s, which was really the most successful era of Vikings football, to a six-time Pro Bowler and two-time second-team All-Pro that played 14 years as a Viking and has been mentioned zero times so far. Grady Alderman. Yep. He was the left, right? He was the left tackle for Fran Tarkenton. Yep, and again, I didn't see him play. He he actually was uh, Ray Scott's analyst on CCO radio when i started to um started to tune into vikings games that's a good one like that's a great that's that is right in the wheelhouse of the guys that probably weren't like 
stars. And so I know of them, but I don't know a lot about them. And I certainly did not see them play. Gary Larson. Yeah. Gr- yeah that's you know, guys like that. I mean, I, I didn't see them play and they weren't, they weren't so great that there's like the, the um, discussion about, well, you got to go watch their, their highlight clips on YouTube now. So. Do they even have left tackle highlight clips from the seventies? Well, you, you could go, on go and watch, just watch a, like clips. a hype package. I bet you could go watch Tarkington clips, can. right? And then you're like, oh my god, look at that block, Grady Alderman, Grady Alderman. That's what we should do. We should do a spinoff YouTube channel where we just break down left tackle play from the early seventies all the where way. They're back. just grabbing guys' masks and throwing them to the ground and biting <laughs> them, biting yes. them on the arm just to dis. I mean, look. This list well, well, you're was. Gonna just, you're I gonna stopped. I just stopped. Look, oh I. I'm going to tell you right now. This list was fun, difficult, oh, and all of these guys are great discussion points. I'll give you one more here from the '90s, and I maybe I thought more highly of him than he was a very good center. But Jeff Christie, yeah, another good one. Jeff Christie was the center of the '90s for the Vikings. He, mm-hmm. he was the center for. The '98 team, the 2000. Well, no, he went to the. He was with the Bucks by 2000, but nasty. Too. And then won, he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks in 2002. He, dude, he was nasty. so nasty, ornery, ornery on game day. He is what he is. Everything that you want Garrett Bradbury to be. Just <laughs> let's mean. pair those guys up in the off season. Just yeah. a mean guy, but yeah, he was a good player. All right, those are the snubs. I think. I think we if got we them missed all. any. Let it. Let us know in that YouTube comment section here. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're not snubbing the people at Underdog Fantasy because they have provided us the best and easiest way to get a sweat on fantasy sports and games. And with the season on the horizon here, boys, we're entering July here next week. Then training camp's going to start. The season-long drafts are so easy. No waivers, no trades, no lineup setting. I had a big fiasco in my weekly fantasy baseball league that, like, you left a guy on the injured list that wasn't injured. Therefore, all of your stats are null and void for last week. Okay, so I'm just screwed because I was busy last week? Uh-huh. Well, with Underdog Fantasy, you draft a roster, and Underdog then takes the highest-scoring players, and those are your starters. You don't have to stress over day-to-day or week-to-week management. You just get to do the fun stuff and, uh, and sweat the games. So easy, Judd can use the Underdog Fantasy app. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, will get you double your first deposit up to $100 bonus cash. Promo code SCORE, Underdog Fantasy app. I love it. I absolutely love the Do you ever drink Surly of, while you're on the Underdog Fantasy uh, You know what's funny that you say that? Because uh, that's exactly correct. In fact, the past three days, let's just say that they were, that they were f- focused on an underdog and me trying to place bets and also consume the logic bomb because it's summertime right now and it's the summer of Surly. And when I say summer of Surly, I hope you think of the logic bomb, which is a delicious, refreshing summertime beer. Surly, of course, there are so many great summer beers from them, including the Supreme. But, uh, eh, you know, this is the time. This is the time to head to your to your store and make sure that you address the summer of Surly. Do it today so that you're set in your fridge. Surly Brewing. Boys, it's time for another edition of What Are People Saying About the Minnesota Vikings, okay? And this comes from Pro Football Focus, who put, this is Mike Renner, former Bachelorette contestant. He was bounced on the first night without getting a rose. Mm. I don't even know if he really had more than five minutes of conversation with the Bachelorette, but he's back at Pro Football Focus where he belongs. 
and he has the biggest th- a year three breakout candidates in the NFL, and he has 10 guys on a list here. That's it. Two of them are Vikings. Yeah. Year three breakout candidates. Cam Dantzler, who we've talked a lot about on this show. PFF actually loves Cam Dantzler mm-hmm. right now, and I think the breakout would be more mainstream and uh, just playing time. But the other guy on this list is Ezra Cleveland. What do you think of Ezra Cleveland being a year three breakout candidate? I think it's definite. I, I think that there's a good chance. That's a position at, at which at which if you screw up, we say you suck. If if you don't, for the most part, unless you're dominant like Hutch was, we basically don't pay attention, right? I think Cleveland did a pretty good job in 2021 of of not showing up, which means he was pretty solid. I think he's a good player, and I think he's going to take a step. And I'm not saying he's going to become this Pro Bowl great player, but as far as as a PFF um, graded sweetheart type of player, absolutely. I absolutely think that, that the possibility is there. And if that's the case, then you got two good tackles, a good guard, and hopefully the other two positions play up to par. Kind of feels like a now or never situation, too, with Ezra. Like I mean, he's he's been fine. He's been fine as a guard. But is is this who he is? Is there more to his game? Like I, I kind of think it's it's make or break for the most part of of, of of the 2022 season for him. It takes some time though, right? At guard, yeah. like because he he got moved from tackle. You know, he he got what t- taken in the second round, if I'm not mistaken. And we all thought at that point that he was going to potentially play left tackle back then. So I think that there is a curve here where he was thrown into a fairly um, difficult, if not interesting, transition. I could see him grading out very well. That makes some sense to me, Phil. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, first of all, according to Pro Football Focus, he only allowed one sack. Now, it's you don't get credited with as many sacks up the middle as you do if you're a tackle on the edge. Sure. Uh, but but he was only dinged with one sack to his name all season last year. He was much better as a, as a run blocker. He's actually one of the better guards in the league, like top half of the league for sure. Mm-hmm. And so pass protection is is the thing for him. But if you look at it, he's only 24. He just turned 24 a month ago. The guy was a second-round pick as a tackle. And so he has spent the last couple of years, okay, getting used to, first of all, he was, correct me if I'm wrong, he's gone from right guard to left guard yes. in his first two years in the NFL. So he's, he, it hasn't been a stable situation. Now there's a head coaching change. So the talent is there. When you're drafted second round as a tackle, you are, a, you are talented. And, and he played for Boise State, so he you know, played in some decently-sized games. So I can see this for sure. This makes a lot of sense age-wise, just continuity-wise, and the fact that he's been competent so far at both guard positions. Uh, I don't know that I would have thought of him right away as, hey, name 10 guys in the NFL going into the third year that are going to break out. But the fact that uh, the analytics people at PFF say that he might is really interesting. By the way, that sack he gave up was week one against the Bengals. And then the rest of the season, and he wasn't amazing, and he, he gave up some pressures, but... Um, you know, there's some stuff to build off here for mm-hmm. Ezra Cleveland for sure. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I can see it. And Cam Dantzler continues to get love. The needle. most underrated player on the Minnesota Vikings. He might be mm-hmm. the needle, dude. You might be right. You might be exactly right. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He he was he was uh, shunned so much at the beginning of 2021 that we have like that's the weird thing. What did he do exactly? Oh, I have no clue. Maybe just a little immature. Sure. You know, some of these guys are 22 but years Sean old. Sean Breeland was terrible. Immature. He was awful. 
Yeah. He kept playing. Give me so. the give me the immature, talented guy in that situation over the well. In Bashad's case, the immature veteran. <laughs> sort of yes, well put. Not as talented guy. Um, should mention too that we are. Let's see here. It's the twenty seventh. So you guys have four days left to get your entries in for the Purple Daily Getaway to Miami. We're giving away a trip for two to see Minnesota play Miami in week six. We pick up the lower level tickets. We pick up the travel cost. And all you have to do to enter is open the Score North app, register, and enter through listener rewards. That's coming up pretty quick. Week six is not as far mm. away as you think, I know, everybody. It's incredible training camp right around the corner. Mm. So we'll pick a winner at the end of the month and send a couple people to Miami for week six. So that should be a blast. And uh, a shout-out, too, to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company for powering this thing on a regular basis. They've been around for over 100 years, helping power businesses with risk management tools and resources. Uh, they're just all about helping you maximize the success of your business. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, so that is officially a wrap on Judd's top 25 greatest Vikings of all tortured. time. I was Snubs tortured. I was tortured. It was so difficult. Ne- next year, it's got to be a top 50 list, including active players. Including active players. Can you players. do a, t- a top 50 list, including active players? And no players. fewer than three kickers. Long Squad Revez, Ryan Longwell. Longwell makes it, yeah. And mm-hmm. Fred Cox, Freddie Cox. And one on. year of peak Blair Walsh greatness Rick, where he went. Rick Danmeyer also straight ahead. The last one for the Vikings. Rick Danmeyer played in the early 80s. Doesn't exist in Declan's world. So you'll have to find some Mark Mosley was once the MVP of this league, and he was a kicker for Washington. That's one of the most incredible facts that will ever exist. What year was that? Like 82. He was voted the MVP of the National Football League. Amazing. Think about that for a second. Was he kicking bombs from 80 yards or something? No, I don't like, think so. I think he just was really reliable, and he somehow I won the, the MVP. The offense does the work to get you down to the 25-yard line, and you bang it through, and you get the MVP award. The red not zone. John Riggins. Not The red zone warrior, man. He never missed. Amazing. All right, that's a wrap. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. See you guys.